Welcome to the College Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And this week, we are going to be talking about the collect for those who influence public opinion. Hmm, that sounds relevant. Uh, yeah. Isn't there a failing pile of garbage we need to pray for? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Well, before we pray, we should take a moment to shout out a super fan of the show, Regina Heater. Oh my god, such a super fan. We owe her big. She is the best. How has she never been on the show before? She had kind of a guest spot when we were at E-Formation in June. That's true. But that's not actually true. She basically got to, you know, hand around the microphone. Um, So she hasn't really had a real substantive guest spot, and we definitely need to have her on. Yeah, we got to remedy that post-haste. Anyway, Regina helped us when uh, she heard heard our lamenting on one of our previous episodes where we talked about having needing a schedule of other things in the book of common prayer to talk about and she helped us come up with a great schedule for us to follow okay and by helped us come up with uh we mean she came up with a great <laughs> yes. schedule yes and and sent it to us and said i'm sure you guys will want to tweak this and both of us were like nope <laughs> yeah, I think there is exactly one thing we're going to tweak because there's one collect in there that we've done before. Yeah. And Regina, we're kind of disappointed that you forgot that we had done it, but <laughs> it's cool. We forgive you. What kind of super fan are you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, thank you so much. It's so awesome. And I'm really excited about it because um, it really does just sort of jump all over the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, so we're going to be starting out in the prayers and thanksgiving section today, but we have some stuff coming up for you. Uh, we're going to burn your page numbers. Um, burn your page numbers? Burn your page numbers. I in, don't know. In a we're flaming gonna, pile of garbage, garbage kind of way? Yeah, we're, we're going to work out your page-turning fingers <laughs> yes, we or are. something. Anywho, so tonight, um, or whenever you're listening to this, you can turn to page 827, smack dab in the middle of the prayers and thanksgiving section. Yep. Almighty God, you proclaim your truth in every age by many voices. Direct in our time, we pray, those who speak where many listen and write what many read, that they may do their part in making the heart of this people wise its mind sound, and its will righteous. To the honor of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, before we get into the prayer, the provenance of this uh, prayer is actually sort of weird. Okay. According to Hatchet, this prayer is slightly revised from a form that appears in a book published in 1960 called The Pastor's Prayer Book. Okay. And the Pastor's Prayer Book, in turn, gives its source as a book called The Boy's Prayer Book uh, by E. Milner White. 
And E. Milner White was a prominent English clergyman uh, who, among other things, was dean of the uh, cathedral in York. And the funny thing is, I was trying to Google this stuff because I can often find these books. Um, and uh, I, I think we must have run up against the same wall that Hatchet did in that you can find the citation in the pastor's prayer book, but there's a dead end after that. This the boy's prayer book thing may be legendary. It is entirely immune to Google. I well, found the citation, but I couldn't find the original source. I feel pretty good about uh, subverting the gender paradigm by reading a prayer from the boy's prayer book tonight. <laughs> yeah, that prayer was not meant for girls. No. <laughs> hey, man, many voices saith yeah. the prayer. So what I really like about this prayer, just starting off, is that that attribution really calls out directly to the prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, And not necessarily just to the prophets, but it's hard not to read the phrase, you proclaim your truth in every age by many voices without thinking of, you know, Isaiah or Amos or John the Baptist or, or Jesus um, or Paul or any of these other people. Uh, so I, I really kind of like that callback to, to scripture and a lot of the figures we see there. I also like... I just like the fact that there's a prayer for people who are thought influencers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that is not something I anticipated from the prayer book. Um, But we're talking about people who speak where many listen. So you've got, what, newscasters, celebrities? Is this prayer about Brittany? (laughs) Well, it could be. (laughs) You know, it's so funny that, you know, when this prayer showed up in the BCP, you have to think we were actually praying for a comparatively small group of people. Right. And now we're praying for basically everybody on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not the people with egg avatars. They don't have that many followers. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They may have more than us, though. (laughs) Uh, Possibly. Yeah. Actually, we we have a healthy number of followers these days. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but direct those who speak and write the things that we're doing and... That's cool. I'm digging it. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a hard time to be a journalist out there. Right? <laughs> I I think that that is accurate. Thank oh. you. It's not, it's not <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think a journalist, uh, really, of, of any ideological stripe, if you're serious. Yeah, sure. Um, and even unserious journalists, it's probably pretty rough right now, but... Um, Serious journalism is going through a hard time. Wait a minute. Do we... Are, is this prayer about us? Uh, are we influencing public opinion? Well, we do speak where many listen. We, we, we speak on the interwebs. <laughs> and many listen there. It, it, many do listen. Not necessarily to us. But, but, but to people. <laughs> but look, I, so this was at... Uh, This prayer was written at a time where the media really were mediating. Mm -hmm. And now uh, we are all in direct communication, potentially, with one another. And so this prayer is really all the more relevant. It's calling on our sense of duty. We say that they may do their part. We might want to say it that we may do our part instead. Right, right, yeah. In making the heart of this people wise, its mind sound, and its will righteous. Uh, so that's a that's a responsibility. 
Whew. Yeah. I'm feeling guilty about all the cat talk. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not at all, actually. Yeah. We can be wise about cats. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think this is a really... Um, trying to be as diplomatic as possible. This is just a very appropriate prayer for this particular time. And I'm curious, does it have any tie-in to this week's lectionary? What's in the lectionary this week? Oh my god, is that a new song? (laughs) I don't know. I know. Until Simmons writes this one, it is. What's in the lectionary this week? Well... In in the epistle, we got uh, Paul, and and Paul was certainly influencing public opinion back in the Diz. <laughs> so there's that. He sure was. And you have uh, Jay the Bee, uh, also <laughs> influencing public opinion. So, and actually, you know, I, I don't want to carry this metaphor too far, but John the Baptist really is trying to proclaim who Jesus is here. So the passage you're going to get this week is from the first chapter of John, where uh, John the Baptist sees Jesus coming towards him and declares, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. So, you know, it's not like he's putting a fact-checked article in the New York Times there, Uh, but he is saying this is something really important to pay attention to. You know, it doesn't say in this particular passage, and I don't have my Bible handy enough to know if there's context, but does it say who he declared it to, or did he just say it to himself? Yeah, it's, you know, I was reading this passage because it's, um, it is sort of, the first chapter of John is sort of strange, um, because you actually never see John Mm -hmm. baptize Jesus, there's a uh, so uh, he's speaking to the oh, Pharisees. Okay. I'm sorry. So there's a group of people who have been um, sent from the Pharisees uh, who come out to ask him if he is Elijah, and John says no, uh, and uh, says I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming mm-hmm. after me, etc. And then the next day, Jesus shows up and he says, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, So presumably the Pharisees or the people they sent are still hanging out. But they do not respond to him, uh, at least not in this passage. What does end up happening is we've kind of got a three-day sequence here uh, on the banks of the Jordan River. And uh, so there's the first day where the Pharisees first show up, the second day where Jesus shows up, And the third day, Jesus is still hanging out, and uh, John is standing with two of his disciples and says, look, here is the Lamb of God, and the two disciples immediately follow Jesus. So he must have been pretty influential then. Yeah, well, and influential to the point and dedicated enough to the truth to the point that he's... You know, pointing out to his disciples, go follow him. And they do. Or as... uh, John famously said, he must increase, the, right. and I must decrease. Or I, I feel like I got the order wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, increasing and decreasing. Yeah. Exactly. And so then the rest of this is really uh, the story of Jesus beginning to assemble his, uh, his band of apostles. His posse, his yep. apostles. <laughs> I think I can, t- I can trademark that, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty you sure should. I'm the first person to say it. 
You know, also, if I'm if we're going back to the metaphor, the Old Testament reading starts out, listen to me and pay attention, people from far away. <laughs> so, hey, it's back to influencing public opinion. Yeah. Suffice it to say, people out there who are talking, we're praying for you. Right. What else we got, sir? I just want to call out to our listeners who may not have caught this going around social media. We're recording this on Thursday night. And the presiding bishop has just issued a pretty amazing statement. Oh, my gosh. Can that be our official acknowledgement of the week? I I think so. And so this is on the subject of praying for for those in authority and why it is uh, that we should do it. And there are so many good parts of this. It's really just a fantastic teaching on prayer in general. Oh, my gosh. I I really did uh, felt my eyes welling up with tears when I read it. Uh, the part of it that I think was the most meaningful to me was, okay, so two things. One, he says, and this is a quote, when we pray for our enemies, we may find that we are simultaneously emboldened to stand for justice while we are also less able to demonize another human being. Mm-hmm. Damn! You know, yeah. Well, and then the part that kind of really got me was uh, towards the end. I grew up in a historically black congregation in the Episcopal Church. We prayed for leaders who were often lukewarm or even opposed to our very civil rights. We got on our knees in church and prayed for them, and then we got up off our knees and we marched on Washington. Yes. Following the way of Jesus, we prayed and protested at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we strongly commend this to you. We do. It is. It has received the highest college call commendation, and that is something that Bishop Curry should really be proud of. Absolutely. I'm not sure many people have gotten it. No. Just Brittany we, we, and... Yeah. Brittany hasn't really... Her people oh, haven't gotten back to us. It's true. Derek it's like, Olson, probably. Yeah, it's like Dylan getting the uh, Nobel Prize and disappearing. <laughs> That's like Brittany getting our acknowledgement. <laughs> our commendation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh,. So that's our our joint acknowledgement of the week. Do we have anything to bewail? I would like to bewail that um, the fingerprint reading thing on my iPhone like only works about 20% of the time, and it irritates me. Maybe you should stop trying to change your fingerprints. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a a serious technology bewailing of the week. Um, We were supposed to record this two nights ago, but... Due to a series of unfortunate events, my work computer crashed. I, well, as we all know, or faithful listeners will know, I've lost my MacBook that I was using, I have used for five years. And in the meantime, I'm using a work computer until I can get a tax refund to buy a new computer at home. (laughs) But my work computer died. I had to get a new hard drive. And in the process of it, I had to reformat like my router and my modem, and I kept Brendan waiting for me for way too long the other night. And so anyway, I'm just very glad that I am able to record this, and I hope that it actually is recording. <laughs> right. <laughs> Technology has not been my friend this week. No. 
Well, if you have anything you would like to acknowledge or bewail, or if you would like to send us your thoughts on those people who influence public opinion, uh, you can do that on Twitter by reaching out to us at The Collect Call, or you can send us an email at thecollectcall at acts8movement.org. And you can find our parent organization on Facebook or Twitter at Acts8Movement, that's A-C-T-S and then the number 8. Or you can find us online at acts8movement.org. Our theme music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, which is distributed under a Creative Commons license. And you can find more of Aaron's music and some of ours as well (laughs) at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And join us next week when we will be talking about the prayer for the President of the United States and those in civil authority. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly-minded For with blessing in His hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to 